Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. Pretty serious topic here uh, for this next segment. Potentially more. We'll uh, we'll see where this one goes. Don't forget our friend Jamie Ukas is with us. Bob in the hour, Michael Shue, uh, like Richard Painter, wanting an investigation about what is taking place at the University of Minnesota regarding anti-Semitism. Again, Jamie one thirty-five, Michael Shue at two thirty-five, suicide. We've talked about how the suicide hotline has been viewed as helpful. Again, is it it's 988? I believe so. Or is I'm it 998? I just want to make sure because we've had stories about that. We have talked about that. I want to encourage people if anybody. 988. Okay, 988. To anybody, whoever, yourself, you have thoughts about suicide, you want to provide a little more guidance to someone, the uh, suicide hotline is 988. Thankfully, we have that. Let's hope the funding stays as strong as it should be. Sadly, the rate of suicide in the U.S. is uh, is high. It's extraordinarily high. This is for men. The rate of 14.3 suicides. Per 100,000 people is the highest it has been since 1941. Think about that. Deaths among people younger than 25 have declined from 2021. However, suicides among people older than 35 have risen. Men tend to have a higher suicide rate as they age. The rate right now, among 75 and older, is nearly 44 deaths per 100,000 people. The rates among older Americans have begun to decline, but the latest increase in deaths began in 2020. We can think of the pandemic and all the concerns related to that. So again, recent data shows suicide among older people have risen precipitously. The U.S. suicide rates reach an 80-year high in 2022. The rates of 14.3 suicides per 100,000 people, Dave, is the highest again since 1941, when we, at the end of the year, were finally getting into World War Why? Why are suicide rates as high as they are now? We have more therapy available than ever before. We have more people willing to discuss suicide, discuss dark thoughts they have had. We have the hotline. 
We go through difficult economic times. Data came out today. We've been trying our two economic gurus. We try to get both on tomorrow because we're going to get a Fed uh, rate that's going to stay the same tomorrow. I think everybody expects that. But we tried Belsky and Sully to talk about it. Because, again, today, good numbers on inflation. Another, and I know a lot of us don't see it and don't feel it. And that's what's hurting Biden politically. Gas prices have been dropping for months and months and months because we're producing, we're producing more oil in this country than we ever had. Close circuit to Trump who's saying, drill, baby, drill. They're drilling more than you ever did when you were president. That's just a fact. Oil prices across the globe are dropping. We might see more gas prices in the mid-twos. My point on that is the economy and, and, and your what's available to you financially and what seems insurmountable when you go through difficult times. And we all went through difficult times to various levels and to very different levels because, sadly, the disparate level it hit seemed like people who are on the higher end, they hung in there fine. People middle class and lower, the pandemic, for a lot of those people, crushed them. Furthering the economic divide which we have in our country. Why are suicides up? I am curious to hear from people about it. You know, if you have someone in your life who did that, depending upon how close they are, I, you know, part of that stays with you forever. And you're questioning yourself. Some of these stories, Dave, are, <clears throat> I knew this was coming. I, <clears throat> excuse me, did everything I could to stop it. And others are, I had no idea. I cannot believe that. I cannot believe she did this, he did this. And we see these, for public figures, we see these in our private life. I'm curious, why do people think that the suicide rate again, 14.3 suicides per 100,000 people, is the highest it's been since 1941? What do you think, Dave? Why do you think it's as high as it's been in 82 years? Much like we were 82 years ago, we're stressed the heck out as a country, aren't we? Whether it's certainly the pandemic, obviously had a massive influence over the last few years, Mm -hmm. and that's still felt today greatly, um, both in just, you know, what it's done to what it did to people financially, what it did to people socially, yep, um, and just not being able to connect with friends, family, loved ones, and probably a lot of those connections then being lost for good. I think those are good ones because we've talked a couple times lately about loneliness. I almost talked about it again yesterday because there was another story about the power. Of loneliness. And you're missing me greatly. The concern about loneliness. And I missed you. <laughs> I missed you. But I had Charlie talking about it. 
how comforted he was by putting on a sweater and his jeans out of the dryer. He's 100% right. Yeah. Do you often just like in the middle of the day just take off your clothes and put them in a dryer just to feel better because they're now warmer? My wife will. Yeah. It's probably not a bad idea. She'll, she'll like, you know, be brushing her teeth before bed. She'll throw her pajamas in the dryer, give them just a cut, two, three minutes, throw them on. Ooh. I do that with uh, Q's coat when oh, it's yeah. cold out. Put the winter coat in there. That's brilliant. You know, warm it up. I say, you need that, don't you? You should be tougher. No. <laughs> but uh, loneliness. Yes. Loneliness is a cruelty which we don't talk about enough. I am a very social person. I, I don't want to say I crave it because I do like my alone time, too. Uh, but in the winter when I'm not as busy, uh, I miss it. I miss it. I'm lucky. I'm incredibly lucky to know. I, I, I don't know if I know a lot of people, whatever. I, I know people, you know, I, I don't know how you identify if you know a lot of people compared to others, whatever, but I, I feel lucky to have whatever amount of friends I have. Some people just like to be solitary. That's fine. But if you want more and you're not getting it and the pandemic was an accelerant on that and then you lost your job or your job was eliminated or there was a 50% pay cut. Or you're working from home. Or you're working from home. All right. Folks are calling in. I want, I want more people to call in. When you hear these suicide numbers, what are we doing right And most importantly, since these numbers are higher than they have been in 82 years, what are we doing wrong? Because we talk about mental health. We talk about mental health in the country regarding how we are a failure regarding mass shootings and mass killings. And what do people say so often? They'll say mental health, mental for sure. We have mental health challenges in our country. They don't stop at the border. Like, it's not like Canada. There's no, no, nope. Stop right there. Mexico stopped. No mental health in England and pick, pick anywhere across the globe. So I don't believe we have more of a mental health challenge. In fact, some would say we, we, we have it. And then because we've shined the light so much on therapy and we've been more open about it, the last 10, 20, 30 years, these should bring these numbers down, and they're not going down. This is It's terrifying. What do you want to say? Love phone calls and texts. 651-461-9226. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the U.K. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app. Log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. Amy brings us back. Jamie, in about uh, 15 minutes, we're talking about uh, suicide and the uh, very, very concerning data that 
We now have more suicides per 100,000 people than we've had since 1941. Why do you think it is what it is? We gave a number of reasons in the previous segment. I want to hear from you. Continue to text. Cities One Talk and Text Line 651-461-9226. We had some folks who called in and gave us information off here. That's fine. Rather have you provide that information and then want to go on air. That'd be great. Dave's a, Dave's a good screener. We want to have more people on who are providing uh, different information than we are providing. 651 Four six one nine two two six. Among the texts, how many suicides with handguns? How many more people own one? How stressful is this choice? Gun ownership is very high. We both saw that story the other day. Was it fifty-two uh, percent of homes have a gun? That's about right. Yep. Fairly equally split also between left and right. Yep, 100%. Um, You're even more stringent than I am on further gun legislation. Um, I'm not completely dismissing the availability of guns and suicide. I absolutely would not do that. We are a, a gun culture. We have so many guns out there. And we have that difficult challenge, which we're failing on. How do we make it more difficult for those who are want to use these weapons with criminal intent? How many of these folks want to use it and they're not mentally equipped versus not making it so hard for people who want to use them to protect themselves, protect their family, hunt, and other things? We're obviously failing in this area. Because of the rate of mass shootings and mass killings. There's no other way to say it. We're failing. Am I blaming all of this on guns? We've had access to guns for a long time. I don't think the numbers are are dramatically higher because more guns are out there. Because guns have been available in 2011, 2001, 1991. And I, and I don't believe... They're that much more readily available now than they were 10, 20, 30 years ago. Do you? No, I don't think they are. I would I would certainly listen to somebody saying they have an impact on what the rate is. Just, you know, it being an easily available choice to get a gun to end your life. But obviously there's far more that goes into it. The, the mental health issues of anybody comp- contemplating or actually going through with committing suicide. More taxes, 651-461-9226. Politically divided, economically divided, families divided, causing extreme feelings of loneliness and powerlessness. Older people are less likely to seek professional help. I think it's going to stay that way. You know, for for those of us who've grown up where it was more accepted where it's not as covered as it should be by insurance, mm-hmm. but it's better. Is it is it always going to be? <coughs> excuse me, older individuals who won't seek as much help. I get that older individuals 
have the potential of facing more serious illnesses, losing a loved one, losing contact. And so that's going to create, you know, potentially more areas to create severe depression. I think it's going to be better because people have grown up or maybe not even grown up, but they've been around the availability of therapy for 30, 40, 50 years, as yeah. opposed to people who it wasn't there. And if it, if it wasn't there for most of their life, Dave, they're, a lot of us are just too stubborn to say, hey, whatever the age I am, I'm not going to start now because I'm fine or it's just not going to help me. Yeah, or you've been told your whole life, tough it out. You're, you, you, you know, therapies for the week, right? How many people of the older, older generation probably heard that growing up? A lot. Online bullying. That's a brutal situation. What, what part do you think social media has, has played with this? The harassment, the bullying. Some would also say with your outlets, you're more inclined to stay locked in on your phone. That's more the younger generation than the older generation. Yep. Right? But it's growing up. It is growing up, right? But you see so – I mean, how many stories do we see now where kids are friends with other friends? They don't see them. They don't talk to them. They Snapchat. They TikTok. They're, they do whatever they do. Now, I think sometimes if we didn't do that, when we were at that age, we automatically assume, well, that must mean they're lonely and they're isolated and it seems awful. It may just seem different to us and it may be exactly what individuals want and they can be flourishing. But if you have so many people who are communicating that way, maybe it's a little bit harder to identify those who are separate, right? who want more and aren't getting a little bit more of that uh, opportunity. Let's get to uh, more of your texts. Let's see. Because of all the social media, everyone's fingertips, there's too much comparison in your life with others' lives. That's true. Okay. And the end. I guess Facebook, and again, that's an older crowd because is anybody under 30 even on Facebook? Seven people. Yeah. We're down to seven. Honestly. Uh, but Instagram, that's massively popular. Mm-hmm. And that can be a bit of a show off. Look at our house. Look at my family. Look at my clothes. Look at my job. How much of that actually drives people to suicide? It's some component. Yeah, I mean, we're talking about component after component after component that add on to each other, right? Whether it's social media, whether it's online bullying, bullying in your workplace, having access to the tools you would need to commit suicide, it all adds up together, right? Yeah. Social media, we have this debate all the time, good or bad. And the great is phenomenal. The bad is... It's disgusting, and it's bullying, it's harassment, mm-hmm. it's divisive. It can lead to loneliness. So for someone 
who's not in the best part of their life getting dragged to the isolating part of that and the denigrating part of that and the cruelty that's available, you can see how that can play a, a large role. Let's and go. And you're, I'm going to say you're only right. getting dragged deeper into it if you're experiencing things like loneliness yeah. and not getting out. Mm-hmm. Then you turn to your social media, your phone to try to find some outlet. And yep. you know, if those things are out there that are dragging you down, they just keep pulling and pulling. Tim has uh, called in. Tim, thanks for listening. You're on CCO. Hi. Yeah, Chad. Um, got to breathe a little bit here. Um, I am a 75-year-old uh, Marine veteran of Vietnam. I, I taught uh, school for 33 years. And for a lot of my life, I dealt with severe depression. And there were times in my life where I went for even a couple years where if I wasn't completely distracted by something else, I thought about taking my own life. And um, most, excuse me, most of the time, people around me had no idea um, what was going on. And um, Eventually, my wife brought me to the VA and tricked me in the door, and I got treatment. Uh, And so what I would want to say to people is um, people wonder why um, we want to take our life. And um, I got to stand up here so I can breathe. Mm -hmm. And the thing is, we're in so much pain that that seems like a better alternative. Um, when when you start, Tim, when you started talking to somebody at the VA, what happened then? What happened was hope. And um, so that's uh, what I talked to my brother and sister veterans at the VA about. Um, it's not that I know so much. It's that I spent four years of my life with my own stigma against mental health, health, and it kept me from getting help. And so if you're a veteran and you're listening, go to the VA. You, it's the great thing about the VA is it's not one and done. You don't get 10 visits a year. There's so many resources. And I had to go through therapy for PTSD twice. Mm-hmm. Nobody ever said, oh, no, you've been through that. You right. can't do that again. But um, what, what um, my mission in life now is to enlist veterans to take the hard step of getting the help that they need, but then we can reach out to one another and um, uh, pull each other forward. Uh, and, And so many veterans are looking for a mission in their life. They, they miss that part of the service 
And what I tell them is, here can be your uh, new mission. That's great. Tim, a few things. Yeah. Number one. Yeah. Thank you so much for calling in and sharing this. This is very brave. It is not easy. And I guarantee you it is resonating with everyone who is listening. I am so glad that you did reach out. Your message is so vital to so many people that the VA is one place. There are other places to go, but for you and your service, I am eternally grateful that you are in a better spot and that you have a place that you can go to on a regular basis because we have thousands, we have hundreds of thousands, we have millions of people who may not face the complete same situation you're facing, but in some ways it is an analogous to your situation. And somebody might be listening right now and you provided some clarity to them. So thank you again for calling yeah. in. Thank you for your service. Continue to reach out to people and only the best, Tim. And um, thank you so much for taking the time to to talk about this today. Uh, it's it, uh, This time of the year is really hard for a lot of people, so your, your timing is awesome. <clears throat> and, the, and really, thanks for doing this. Thank you, Tim. Be well. Be yeah. great today and always reach out. Thanks so much. What a, what a phenomenal phone call from Tim um, to open up about what he has faced for as long as he's faced and how he's found an outlet where he, he is getting help. Again, there are many places to get help. VA is great. The hotline is great, 988. And also there are therapists out there who want to help you. Let's pause, come back, traffic, weather, and Jamie. Jamie is here, like all of our guests. She is on the uh, John Schuster Coldwell Banker Hotline. Am I correct? Are you uh, maybe you're home or you're near your home in Southern California? I'm in Los Angeles. I'm on the great 405 freeway right now. Mm. You and 7 million, your close personal friends? Uh, yeah, this is my least favorite highway out here, but yes. 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 Uh, when you hear the forecast, and by the way, we have no, we, we have very little snow. We had a little bit of snow over the weekend because it stayed, you know, upper 20s, mid 30s. It's lasted a little bit. But when you hear it's winter here and when it's, you know, lovely as it is out in Southern California, do you miss the cold weather at all? Um, I've said this before, I think. Like, you know, at the holidays, I do miss, like, you know, the nice little dusting of snow, the colder temperatures, out Christmas shopping, the how the fireplace feels, you know, at night. I do miss that, like watching a nice little flurry happen but you know past like december 26th uh no <laughs> i could go without it the whole time i gotta be honest i would not i would not mind if winter was you know 55 you know and then it was back to 80 in summer i'd be fine well that's but then you should move to southern california because that's pretty much what we do yes that is uh that is not too bad uh dave found me a story that one of the latest medical trends, and in this case, it's for men, okay? Ooh. But butt implants. Butt <laughs> implants. 
you sit down with your fiance, your future husband, and Doug says, Jamie, I met with a couple doctors. I'm considering this. You're the love of my life. I want you to give me an honest opinion. I'm thinking about getting butt implants. Uh, what would your what's what's your initial reaction to butt implants? It's silence, apparently. I don't know. No, sorry. I don't know what just happened. My phone just clicked over. Yeah. Uh, That's that's a hard pass for me. Like, I am a big, uh, I don't like the idea of people putting foreign stuff in their body. Um, Like, I get if people want to do that. I just don't like it. And I, I mean, I can't stop Doug from doing it, but uh, because you can't control another person. But I don't. I would not advise that I would like that. You're not, if there's a, a yes or no to this category, you're, you're a no. Hard no. Yeah, you're hard, no. you're hard. Do you notice in L.A. compared to when you're back here a demonstrable difference in the level of plastic surgery L.A. versus Minneapolis? Uh, it depends where I am in Minneapolis, to be honest. And it depends where I am in L.A. Yeah, I agree. Um, I agree 100%. I, hate to say, I mean, it's like I live toward uh, the beach. It's a lot more like surfer culture, like type like natural kind of, you know, mm-hmm. um, granola, like live up with the earth kind of thing. Um, but, you know, you go into Beverly Hills and I don't I, like everyone's done something it, lo- it looks like, or yep. they've got a great makeup artist or great, you know, body contour or whatever. So, um, you know, but I feel like I come back to Minnesota and there's certain sections of Minneapolis that it's the same. I think it's just a percentage of people, right? Mm-hmm. I agree with you. And I, I think it's, I think there's a fine line to it because if, if folks want to feel better about themselves, and you have the availability. Most of me, Jamie, is you do you. I think at yeah. times people have lost control of you do you. And then I worry a little bit if they're only doing it due to societal pressure, work pressure, age pressure. Not just they want to do it. They feel forced. And there's just a line. You just see some people even people you know where you're like, okay, the seventh procedure, what were you thinking? I know, but, like, you also have to let people, I guess, do that. Like, I, you yeah. know, I've been very honest. I When I moved to Los Angeles, I had a producer come to me who said, hey, you know, you're beautiful. Uh, we all have our thing. But, um, you know, you're starting to look angry in every interview that you do, even, like, the happy one, because I had the two lines between my eyebrows. Mm-hmm. And so I started going and getting um, a version of Botox between my eyes. Um, I'm not, and, you know, I I do feel better about it. I feel like with my job, it does look better on camera. I've had multiple conversations with Dr. John LaPook of what you just said, that the societal pressure or that, like, I shouldn't have felt that way, but it is a thing. And I felt that way and I did it. And I'm happy I did it. And I'm happy with what my face looks like. But I also am not going to be the person... Like, I'm not getting fillers. I really don't want the lip 
stuff done to me. Like when I go to do that, I want just the most minimal. And I, I will be honest, I fly back to Minnesota to have it done because I don't want it done out here. I see too many bad jobs or where like people have listened to the, you know, esthetician or medical spa or doctor or whoever, and then done way too much yep. in their face that I don't want to look like that. So I, I think uh, my friend Jill uh, at Skin Savvy in Minnetonka, when I fly home, Jill and I have known each other since the sixth grade. So she knows what my face is supposed to look like. And, um, you know, I let her keep it as natural as possible and just help me along a little bit. Can I, can I be honest about that? I had a friend of mine... Uh, about a year ago, who recommended I go see Jill. So I I saw Jill one time for a facial, and she was uh, she was great. I, I you now have inspired me. This is like some point last year. You now have inspired me for me to call her and say the fact that you're friends with Jamie. I will never see you ever again. I just want to let you know <laughs> you're dead to me. You're off my list. No. 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 Fantastic. Now, she was really, really good. She's very nice, you know, and, yes. you know, she gave me a smorgasbord of things to do, and I'm like, yeah, I'm good here, you know, but. Well, that, but that's her whole thing is, like, it actually, you can take care of your skin by using, you know, products and natural lotions and serums and things where you don't have to come in and do all of that. So. Yep. Look, I'm all, I'm all, it's what you said. I'm all about, I want people to feel good. If you want to do lip injections, do that. Mm-hmm. But it's oh. getting the lip injections and then they, you know, get the mini facelift and suddenly they just don't look like themselves. No. And I'm a big proponent of like, we, we're all supposed to, you know, embrace the good, the bad, the ugly, like maybe make the ugly a little cuter if you want, but like, you know, em, embrace what you got? I'm going to ask you, uh, Carter, a facial. Turn in your man card. Oh, actually, that facial was great. <laughs> Felt fantastic. Facials are great. Oh, you usually get like a little shoulder massage too with it or yes. like temple rub. Yes. Maybe I'm just going to drive to Jill's place today. I mean, she's packed and just say, <laughs> we gave you a plug. Get me in. Uh, one one last thing. Your phone's breaking up, so I'm going to let you go a little bit sooner. When, oh, when the producer... Went to you. Listen, it's television. There is a telegenic presence about it, whether we want to, and, 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 and to some level it goes too far, to some it's not enough, right? But to act like it's not a part of it is, is fairly delusional. How did, did the person approach you the right way? Because I can see how this could be handed in kind of a ham handed way and kind of a, in an uncomfortable you way. Have to, you have to know this particular producer and i guarantee if ben tracy was listening to this right now he would call me and tell me immediately he knows who it is <laughs> um she's she just like that like she's very into the aesthetics of things and so because it came from her i didn't take it the wrong way um but if it had come from maybe somebody else i i may have but mm-hmm. she's also been in the business for so long and has been very successful for a long time um, that I was like, you know what? I'm. Thanks for the feedback. Yeah, I took it. Yep. It, it delivery does matter, though, right? I mean, it's yeah. for in in all aspects of life, right? Like I sometimes can screw up with my tone, and 
the, 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 uh, can't we all? Yeah. Um, can't we all? I could be better at it. I absolutely could be better at that part. All right. We'll figure out your phone next time. Uh, enjoy the day, and uh, we'll, we'll, we'll talk soon. Thank you, Dad. Miss you. All right. Same to you, Jamie. Jamie's fabulous. We are lucky, very lucky, to have her on. It's 49 past one. I'll mention Donald Trump once here on the show. Yesterday we were basically bragging about the guy in his polls. He's, again, Tim Pawlenty, our guy, saying, unless an existential political threat that he cannot imagine happens, he's going to be the nominee. And he's right. Even, you know, Chris Sununu. It's going to come out maybe tonight and endorse Nikki Haley. Great. Trump's still leading by an amazing amount. But sometimes he says stuff that is just such a blatant lie. And he knows it's a blatant lie, but he's just assuming his most diehard of diehard followers are just taking it all in. Well, here's another example today. I'll just read right from Donald John Trump when we come back. Very good song for Donald Trump here. Remember when Jesse, you know, you're, you're going to say I'm, I'm not uh, too young, but Jesse used to come out ask in character, and he talked about how Carly Simon, they were dating, and Carly wrote this song all about him. I think people forget what a great wrestler, not an actual wrestler, but character Jesse was in wrestling. Yes. Just tremendous on the microphone. Oh. Obviously did the... Uh, the, the commentating, the commentating. Yes, yeah. thank you for quite a minute, quite many years. Yeah, so good. So I, we got to keep track of our Trump trials, even with uh, Tim Pawlenty yesterday. When I mentioned, you know, I'm not. I don't think we should be spending as much time on the New York one. He went to this one. He went to the because we have two New York trials. We have the one paying off. Uh, what's Stormy. her name? Stormy. That one, I don't think we should spend as much time on. Right. But then when they're lying about the numbers, yes, we got to pay. You can't have one value when you're going to the banker and saying, hey, this is worth $3 billion, so give me a great loan. And then you go to the you go to Fingers, your tax guy, oh, it's worth $3 million. You know, so we oh. should pay $3 million. These prices are so volatile, Chad. They change night and day, just boom, like that. Right. So I already testified once. Remember that? That was very contentious. Mm-hmm. He was ready to testify again. His attorney said, only cowards don't, uh, like on Thursday or Friday last week, only cowards don't testify. And Donald Trump is not a coward. Well, then he didn't testify. He was busy. He had a lot going on. He was busy. And so this, of course, is the case where he's been insulting the judge, (laughs) insulting. Again, which one? Which not? One of the many cases, the, not the paralegal, is it the paralegal that he's going after? I mean, it's just craziness, right? And so here's what he says, because then he didn't, he, he, they, they put out the word that he wasn't going to testify. This is true social. I wanted to testify on Monday, despite the fact that I already testified successfully, answering all the questions having to do with the fake, no victims, no jury lawsuit. By the way, his lawyer is the dope who forgot to check the box where he could get jurors. Minor point. Thrown at me by corrupt racist A.G. Letitia James. I've just thrown out racist, no problem. And presided over by a Trump-hating judge who suffers from a massive case of Trump derangement syndrome. Sometimes you read these out loud. They seem even more outlandish when you just read them on your own. And it's a puppet of the crooked AG. Anyway, the judge put a gag order on me, even when I testify, totally taking away my constitutional right to defend myself. We are appealing, but 
How would you like to be a witness and not be allowed free and honest? Seems well honest, quite right, but whatever. Uh, on a speech, the trial's rigged. I did nothing wrong. Okay, I got to go to fifty-eight thirty-five here. If you think the gag order prevented him from testifying, then you're just one of the biggest suckers of all time. You just, or, or you just don't pay attention to the court case. A judge cannot put a gag order on a defendant and say you're not allowed to testify. The gag order's on, so it isn't calling somebody racist and all the other filth that he's offering up. If you want to have a debate on government suppression on whether a gag order should be applied, we can have that. I don't think a defendant should be allowed to say anything and threatening in a menacing, disturbing way. I don't. I think there have to be lines. But you're not this big a sucker, are you people? I mean, it's just no other way to say it. If you think this gag order is preventing him from testifying, because it's going to be all over the place now because he said it, and people are going to assume his hardcore mega sports. Wow. He couldn't testify because there's a gag order. The gag order has nothing to do with him testifying. That's your opinion. Then <laughs> this construction time check. It's time for me to stop talking and time to get a complimentary heat map analysis with your insulation. That's when I'm on a gag order right now. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. (laughs) 